0: The National Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals, founded in 1983, is the preeminent nonprofit organization in educating African-American association executives and meeting planners in all aspects of the meeting planning profession. For more information on membership and supporting the efforts of the National Coalition of Black Meeting Professionals, please visit ncbmp.com. That's ncbmp.com. Welcome to SPIN, I'm Derek Johnson. The Black Lives Matter movement has ignited global reflection on how we can empower black lives and all people of color within our communities and world. In order to see success, we must be more than just not racist. We must be anti-racist and actively fight against systemic inequality and discriminative practices. Many voices are speaking up against these injustices, different races, backgrounds, and ages thus inspiring spinoff, an inspirational series dedicated to spotlighting the thoughts of our community's most compelling leaders around important topics. Today, we're joined by Tony Scurry, president and CEO of Seven Point Planning and also vice chair of LGBT MPA. And we'll explore his personal connection to the Black Lives Matter movement and potential opportunities for industry leaders to make a sustainable difference in their organization and communities. Tony, welcome to spinoff. Glad to be here. Thanks, Derek. So, Tony, everyone has a story. What's the clip Notes version of yours?
1: Uh, let's see. So, I am a native of, of Buffalo, New York. I was born and raised in Buffalo. Um, I had roots in North Carolina um, and decided to go to undergrad in North Carolina. So, I, but I am a mechanical engineer by degree. So, my undergraduate degree is in mechanical engineering and i stumbled upon my passion if you will to plan events Um, i took a leap of faith and i worked for a while as an engineer i took a leap of faith in 2000 and quit my job as an engineer to move to dc to go to grad school and i didn't have a job at the time Um, and then i worked for a couple of associations as well as the institution Um, that i was attending george washington university which was unexpected so they ended up paying for my uh, grad school and then i took another leap of faith in 2007 i quit my job yet again um to plan events full-time as an independent planner and i have not looked back to working for someone else
0: since so let's talk about the uh diversity in dc have you seen that evolve since you've been a part of that community
1: oh absolutely so i mean there are neighborhoods in dc that you know you wouldn't walk down the street too late at night once upon a time that are thriving bustling uh areas and neighborhoods with restaurants and retail and high-rise high-rent complexes but the chocolate once upon a time chocolate city is more like mocha (laughs) it um it's i've seen i've seen the transition from 2000 now it was a um, much blacker city, if you will, which is um, something that I appreciated. Um, but it was also, you know, diverse in culture, um, which is something that I definitely appreciated and I didn't get a lot of in North Carolina. Um, so I've seen the demographic change, um, and as well as the age demographic, not just the racial demographic, but the age demographic. I think the population is considerably was a lot younger um, than it was when I first moved here uh, so it's, it's yes yeah, it's very different very different.
0: and now uh, being part of a community that's constantly changing and thriving how do you think that's impacted your professional growth
1: yeah I think the change is a little bittersweet right because I, I think a lot of the black people that were here before were kind of pushed out because they either couldn't afford it or, um, they didn't like what was happening in the city. Um, and for me professionally, I don't know that it has changed, um, my perception of the business, but it has definitely changed, um, the perception or well, how I am able to do business. Right. So before I had a lot of opportunity, um, because there were a lot of people that looked like me in the city. Um, and now my approach has to be, um, different in the sense that I'm going into a different realm of people trying to get business. So, um, before I would go into an environment where, I was immediately accepted because, one, because I was black, two, because I had credentials, and, you know, three, because I had a proven track record or what have you. Now there's an extra layer there that I have to go in and prove myself because the person that's on the other side of the table is looking at me differently than a black person would have looked at me. So, yeah. So it's changed. It's changed how I have to how I have to approach it, but it has not changed, uh, my perspective of the business. So,
0: so would you say that maybe ethnic diversity is lacking in the association space?
1: Oh yeah, a- absolutely. And, and the association world is, is not, you know, the only market where it happens. It's just in corporate, it's in, um, you know, other nonprofits, education, um, Government everywhere, um, but I think what's important is that the leadership um, learns to recognize and appreciate the the value of ethnic diversity um, and what it has in the workplace. Because, um, and that and that has to be from you know from the worker bee all the way up to C suite um, individuals or C suite level. Um, they need to do um, they need to, and need to pay attention to this before it becomes an issue for them. Um, I mean, you know, before they like have some epiphany or see something on television, it's like, oh, this could happen to us. We need to try to fix it because I think the efforts need to be um, genuine and, and constructive. Um, they need to take genuine and constructive measures to actively, per- um, to actively pursue uh, racial diversity.
0: So you just mentioned the idea that this could happen to us. And uh, now speaking towards the Black Lives Matter movement, and a lot of companies are reacting, voicing their thoughts and support to the movement. Do you see this effort sustaining?
1: Um, I like to think that it is. I like to think that the people that are on the right side of the movement are there for the right reasons and that they will keep pushing the movement along. Um, these the organizations that have finally come to the light and realize um, what was happening in their own community um, that they didn't see before. I often ask, well, you know, why now? Like, I, I understand the, um, the gravity of um, the killing of George Floyd. I understand um, the impact of, that COVID has made on this, um, this movement, I understand um, the impact of um, technology on this movement. But what is the real reason you decided to take a stand in this direction? It's what i think that the company should be at and they need to have a valid reason for doing that and it's not just because they felt um like they needed to protect their bottom line or they need to have a genuine interest in the human decency that needs to be expressed towards black people and that's really in my opinion that's really what it's about it's simple common human and that so doesn't come with the profit
0: line. so when it comes to that mindfulness and awareness that human decency what are some things that you've seen um, some companies newly in this space do or what recommendations do you have for groups that are trying to increase their footprint in the space?
1: Um, I think they need to put their best foot forward. I think they need to put their money where their mouth is. I think they need to be consistent uh, with their efforts. I think they need to um, be vocal with their efforts. Don't sit back and say, oh, we have, um fake in this or we have an interest in this or we think that this makes sense behind closed doors you know what i mean because as far as we're concerned the people on the other side of that door if your silence speaks more than anything you know what i mean so like if you just keep quiet about it and um you don't show and say that you're in support of it and, you're, and you know, your actions don't speak to the same thing that your emails or your words are saying, um, then there's a problem. So, um, but I think they just, they need to be consistent. Um, they need to um, be vocal. They need to, like I said, put their money where their mouth is, like support the effort and, you know, and start, you know, and they can start at home, they can start changing the um, demographic of their organization, they can start changing um, the type of um, community responsibility or social responsibility they have, they feel like they have. Um, And they need to And But they they definitely need to make it known. They definitely need to continue to stand the ground, because it's not going to be an easy fight. And, you know, I think they need to understand and they probably do understand that, you know, everybody's not going to be on this side. So some people are going to get lost um, in the struggle. And but they need to, they need to determine which is the which is for the better, which is for the greater good. And is that them losing a couple of people, because of what they consistently uh, support? Or is it about being
0: all right, pulling out the big questions now. So how has uh, systemic racism and inequality impacted you personally? <laughs>
1: um, I think it, it, it impacts me every day. Uh, it's caused me to be fearful for my nephews and my cousins and my godkids. It's made me be fearful to be stopped by the police. Um, uh, it's caused me to be, to try to be a perfectionist because I know that if I don't have it together or at least look like I have it together, I might not be received respectfully. So it, it impacts me every day. I mean, cause I, I pray and I meditate every morning and in my prayers, every single morning. I pray for my nephews, my godson, my goddaughter, and my younger cousins, because they are going to be the ones that are going to continue to have to bear this burden of fear from someone who does not understand or care to understand
0: who they are. I can very much relate uh, with you, Tony, uh, on all fronts. How do you think that this has impacted uh, your mindset? I know you mentioned the perfectionistic piece of things, um, but uh, anything else? Um. So
1: I think that what I believe makes me who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I have to believe um that the person standing in front of me regardless of their color has my best interest at at heart. I can't always have that perception if I have a fear of that person. And um I think so Michelle i of it so Michelle Obama Obama has made a statement in her book, Becoming. Um, She said, um, sameness, no, she said, sameness breeds more sameness until you make a thoughtful effort to counteract it. So I feel like it's my responsibility to be thoughtful, always be thoughtful for my nephews, for my younger cousins, for my godkids, for my younger siblings, because I'm the oldest. Um, my father had three girls, and my mother has uh, two other boys aside from me. So I'm the oldest of all of my siblings. So it's important for me to be thoughtful to um, counteract that racism and that fear for them. So every day, I think it's my responsibility to try to do right, um, and to try to make a difference in what someone else thinks about them when they don't know them.
0: So given the opportunity, what would you say, or what advice would you give to leaders in larger organizations, or even smaller organizations for that matter, around impacting marginalized communities and social impact? in uh, on a global scale i think that they
1: need like i think i mentioned before i think they need to appreciate and respect the value of diversity right i think um that they need um and in doing and in doing that they need to diversify their organization from the bottom up or whichever, or from the top down, but it needs to be throughout. And their leadership needs to represent their stakeholders. It needs to represent their employees. It needs to represent um, their members or their consumers. So I think they need to pay attention, start paying attention to that and make an effort to make a difference in that realm. Because until they do, they're going to have the same people at the table having the same conversation and not make any difference at all. Nothing's going to happen.
0: And what do you think the business events community can do to push for social justice and equality for all?
1: Yeah, I think they need to start, you know, they need to start at home, they need to, they need to take a good look at how they have not been responsible, um, or how they have been responsible for the um, sliding um, or the uh, overlooking of Someone of color, whether it's within leadership, whether it's within um the awards um awards commu- how they give out awards in the work community, whether it is um how they just simply or how they recognize um, who is making a difference in the in the industry um, you know it, It could be something as simple as paying attention to how diverse their panels are at the at, you know, a leadership um, convention or conference. Uh, Because it's one thing to have a diversity workshop. But it's another thing, I think, to have diversity with throughout your event, and having representation on those on those panels and in the speaker um, in the speaker position, that are speaking to the broader community, and it's not just about event planning because um, one event planner's perspective might be different, and as a Black event planner, my um, experience is going to be different, and I should be able to give that experience to everyone so that they understand it. And if you have a a slate of, you know, 50 speakers and 45 of them are white, 40 of them are white males, then there's a problem because you've only, you've reached a very small percentage of your attendees um, with any sense different
0: what are your thoughts on the intersection between the lgbtq plus and black community i'd love to hear kind of what you think uh, how you believe we can cultivate a richer um, bond connection between the two given historical variances so i think
1: that they are there are parallels between the community, but I think that the um, movement are separate, are different, right? I think that, um, because when you look at a Black person, you don't know if they're gay. I mean, there's some that, you know, you can tell that you know, Um, when you, and so, my sexuality does not speak before my color so i believe and feel that my color should be given consideration in a separate movement if you will because my color is my dominant it's a dominant characteristic that people are going to initially judge me by um i think that one community should be in complete support of the other. Because again, it is about human decency. And um, the parallels between the community, um, for, you know, for example, a trans person being discriminated against because they're trans, and a black person is being discriminated against because they're black. They're both being discriminated against, right? Um, and the, and the fight for racial equality has, in all, I well, it clearly has been going on a lot longer than the gay movement, right? So it's, I think it speaks volumes to the fact that a lot of change, as much change has not happened, um, in the black community as it should have in the amount of time that we've been going through this. And I'll give you a good, I'll give you an example. I, the whole thing with marriage equality, right? Like it took, I I don't, you know, the, the whole marriage equality situation, I think propelled to the point that something was done about it because there were white male supporting the effort. Had that been a, black this is i know hypothetical but had that been a black um equal marriage equality situation i don't believe it would have moved along as quickly as it did so that's why i think that the this the struggles if you will are
0: different so i'm almost thinking of race like uh the armor that you would wear and maybe your sexual preference as maybe the shield or weapon that you have um interesting analogy that just popped in my head (laughs) yeah
1: they're both they are both they both need to be considered they both need to have they are both who i am like when i was younger i used to i used to be on the whole kick oh you don't want, don't see my color. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just a person. And then I got, when I recognize my sexuality, I'm like, oh, don't see my sexuality. I'm just a person. But the truth of the matter is what i come, my truth is I want you to see my color. I want you to see my sexuality because that's who I am. And you, if, in order for you to understand who I am, you need to see that. You need to recognize it. You need to acknowledge it. You need to speak to it. You need to be aware of it because that's what's coming at you
0: when I come at you, right? Like, that's who I am. (laughs) (laughs) You're too funny. Um, That was a perfect way to close out this. Uh, Thank you very much, Tony. But before we end, just want to give you any. Final thoughts on uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion specifically um, towards the Black community or any other funny things you have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
1: No, so I always go back, because this is the first time I saw her was at a PCMA conference. And I always, when people ask me, like, what's the last thing you want to say, I go back to the immortal words of Boseman St. John and be like, make a Black (laughs) friend. Because those were, that, those few words moved so many in the audience that that day. I mean, but it and you know, and 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 also, I mean, aside from that, um I also want to just say, you know, just to make sure that people place value or continue to place value um and appreciate the um, to appreciate ethnic diversity. Um and have and be thoughtful about people of color because it is a trying time for us. Um, and we are trying to make a difference and, you know, again, it's just about human decency and, you know, it's just,
0: just be kind, you know? And that was Tony Scurry, president and CEO of Seven Point Planning, also LGBT MPA vice chair. Thanks for joining us today. We'll catch you on another spin.